ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Into the Slowdown Galaxy with Elon McKegg and Luke Stutter. I'm your host, Elon McKegg, and joining me today, as always, is the Christian Harloff to my Mark Ellis, Luke Stutter. Luke, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing great. You know, these past week after we record our last episode, we got a lot of views. We even got a response from Taylor Robbins, who... Based off of what she said, we were the only people that were really hyping her up and talking about her, which that's a little disappointing that one was hyping her up, but I'm glad that we were able to shine a spotlight on her. Well, then let's go ahead and start a new segment, which I wanted to start, is let's uh, spotlight a new competitor that I might not, my, uh, I might not know about, but you know a lot of information about so that uh, upcoming um, managers also different competitors can get some information based on the fact you know them from the fan leagues what's a fan league uh character that you know about and also if there's other um new rookies that want to send us information send us videotape or just come talk to us during a um a video let us know so that we can get to know new new faces uh rookies so that they can get their name out there so go ahead and give me someone who is a rookie that you want to shout out this week. I want to shout out, and I did a lot of shouting out last week. I've been doing a lot of shouting out on Twitter, and I want to shout out Jacoby Bancroft. As as everyone saw during the draft aftermath episode that we did, I was giving Jacoby Bancroft a lot of recognition, and that's because he deserves it. Because throughout all the time in the fan leagues or the online trivia leagues, excuse me, he was the person that was always studying the hardest whenever he needed to. However, at the exact same time, he always knew when to have fun. There was a match recently that was released on Full Metal Trivia, and it's for the Full Metal Teams division, which it was him and his partner, Tony Heald, called Insert Name Here, by the way, an amazing team. The reason why I mentioned that is because their team was going up against the team that I was in called Best in Show, where I was partnered up with Caleb Coho, the King Caleb Coho. And if you watch that match, you will have a great time. You will understand that he knows his stuff, and you will understand that he knows how to have fun and not take everything super seriously during a time when something shouldn't be taken seriously, and he will take things seriously when they need to be taken seriously. So everyone out there in the Smowdown galaxy, watch out for Jacoby Bancroft because he will be a force to be reckoned with. What is his um, league that he majority plays in, and which leagues do you think he could play in or is going to stay in? Well, the main league that he played in, he did – he did good. He did great in singles because he played in singles a lot, and he's going to do great in it because he was able. Now the rules in the in the online trivia leagues are different during the round two because in the round two, if you pick a strength that you want, you could get super super specific with the strength. Like you can say, an example is early two thousands Patrick Warburton family films. That's how specific you can get with a category. But the Smowdown doesn't go that specific. But whenever he would get a strength and hear the strength, he would make sure that he would know it and make that strength his own. Also, he does, he was amazing in fandom, when, which is Multiplex Entertainment's Inner Geekdom division. He was amazing in that. So I really want him to play in Inner Geekdom because I know he can be strong in Inner Geekdom. 
And also a division that doesn't exist in in the Schmodown, but existed in the online trivia leagues was a TV division, which is just TV trivia, which he was a champion and defended the title. And he was able to successfully defend the TV championship, which if Schmodown had a TV division, Jacoby Bancroft would be their champion. Well, trying to find out information, do you know of any strengths and weaknesses and what What's something that you see that he could work on or just a strength? I think a strength for him is going to be, man, it's very hard because when you go to the Smowdown, it's so some of the strengths are very wide and very generic of sorts at times that to pick one is difficult. So I can't really think of any strengths or weaknesses. Again, he is someone that once you give him a strength of his opponent, he will study it and he will make it a strength. He's a very versatile player. He can make anything his strength and he can make anything his weakness. So that's something that if you're about to play him in a match or if you're managing him like Roxy is managing him, she needs to make sure that she that she makes every single strength that is on the wheel his strength because he will make it his strength. Do you feel that Roxy is a good manager for him or do you wish he had been taken by someone else? Honestly, and I told him this the moment I heard that he was going to be, that he was on the list. When I saw his name on the list, I messaged him and I said, I think the best manager for you based off of your personality would be Corey. I thought that Corky Mertz, based off of his, based off of how I know him personally and his personality in real life, I think Corky Mertz would have been great for him. However, that's not what it depends on. It doesn't matter about your personality. It depends on if you can get a win. And I feel like Roxy, though I wanted Jacoby on Corky Mertz at first, I feel like Roxy with the stars is going to get the better player out of him than I think Coy was was going to be able to do. Okay. Well, let's uh, go ahead and go into a next segment. I think our next segment, before we uh, go into upcoming matches that are coming, I'd actually mm-hmm. like for us to shout out a, a faction and why we like it, why we don't like it, and what's the things that we want to see from it this year. I think our faction that I would like for us to talk more about and I did not give it a lot of credit the last time we met. I'd like for us to talk about the Finstock Exchange. All right. You can start the discussion. Okay. Well, uh, let me first pull up uh, their uh, their teams. If it will pull up. Okay. No dead air. No dead air. I'm here. <laughs> no, we're not trying to do dead air. Well, it's, keep talking about well, what you know me, of the stock exchange. Well, I'll just say right now, their faction is very character heavy. Based off of everything that we have seen, they're character heavy, but they also have strong players. Again, we were shouting out Taylor Robinson on how we believe that she has the great potential for being a rookie. And because, or she may not be a rookie. I can't remember. Taylor, if you're not a rookie, I'm sorry. Because I think I remember seeing you post somewhere, Taylor, on Twitter that this wasn't going to be a rookie season. If it's not, I apologize that I missed you in your previous season. I really do. But I think that if this isn't her rookie season, she previously did play, but she didn't do as well as she did in that last match. I feel like 
after these many years away from it, she might have strengthened herself. Brother Lomas is someone I don't know, so I can't really judge on that. And that's the thing. He has a lot of players that we don't know a lot about. Tom Dagnino has a lot of players that are wild cards. So to us, the people who don't know what he's doing are thinking, we don't know what these players, we know what some of these players can do, but we don't know what these players can do. And recently, they most of the Finstock Exchange posted a photo of the entire team meeting together on a Zoom call. And I have to think that if all of them are meeting together at the same time, I feel like they're working on something to make sure that this is their best season. Excuse me. Well, the reason why I wanted to bring up the Finstock Exchange this week, first off, I actually want to apologize. Last week, I kind of uh, was a little negative on them. And I want to apologize for that first off because I feel like um, I didn't trust their picks. I really didn't because I don't know them. But in the past week, I've seen a lot of clarification from the Barbarian. I've seen him on a lot of shows. I actually really enjoy listening to the Barbarian because I can tell he knows a whole lot. Um, I think they really put a lot of strategy in this pool. I think they picked... I think they thought very wisely with their picks, more than I think I get, gave them credit for. So let's, uh, I'm going to list off the names. You have John Roca, The Barbarian, JTE, Griffin Newman, Evan Bushkar, Mark Haas, Ty Lieberman, Brother Lomas, Rick Rattis, Jeffrey Kahn, Kim Taylor Foster, and Taylor Robinson. I think I want to start first talk about John Roca. I think John Roca is going to do great this year. I think he needs a good year. I think he really needs mm-hmm. a good year. I think for his legacy, he needs to do really well this year to show that he's not the shadow of the goat. Um, he's not the shadow of the goat. He is a goat. He's one of the greatest that's ever played. He's one of the best characters that we've ever seen. He's really got to show that this year. If he doesn't, then it's just going to show that he's not as good as Dan. And that's not what he needs to do. I think he wants to show that he's better than Dan. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. I think the Barbarian needs a good year. I thought he did great last year, but he just couldn't get it done in a few matches. A few crucial matches, he couldn't get it done. But I think he's really involved this year really studying a lot more i've heard so many players talk about his study habits i'm excited to see what he does i really am he needs a good year he needs a really good year this year um jte's interesting um we've not really seen him in a couple seasons i think it was he was not in it this past season but he was in it the season before i think people are thinking too much of his past and not what the last time we saw him he's a good player but he was not great the last time we saw him i think they're still thinking of him as the patriots but i don't think we need to see him as a patriot i think we need to see who he is now i'm excited to see what he does especially since he's got barbarian there to really challenge him and help him study i think that's what he needed he didn't really have that in the past few years and i'm happy we've got him now um Griffin Newman, do you know anything about him? I do not know anything about Griffin. I think Griffin, I'm excited to see what he does. 
we'll keep an eye out for him. If his name comes up and we see some, him do really well, we will shout it out. We will talk about it. Uh, we just don't know a lot of these players yet. Like Evan Bushkar, do you know anything? I know he calls himself Code Leader. And then there was a point before the draft where a lot of people were counting him out and not really mentioning him during like the lead up to the draft that I believe that rubbed him the wrong way where he was surprised that no one was shouting him out and seeing him get drafted, I think made him go, okay, see, you should have mentioned me in the draft. I'm in, I'm in a faction. I got drafted. Let's see what happens now. Okay. So it sounds like he's got some, um, he's got some guts. He's willing to put himself out there. That's a good thing. That means that he's, and he's got a chip on. Yeah, having a chip on your shoulder in the Finsock exchange is probably a good thing because I think Finsock is going to need that this year. That edge, he's going to need to be more. He's going to need to lean more heel to give his player more of an edge. All right, Mark Hawes. Do you know much on him? I don't. Okay, uh, he's a singles player and an IG player. So we'll see what happens, and if he does really well, we'll mention it. Um, Ty Lieberman. He's singles. Do you know anything about him? I don't. See, that's the thing. That's what I mentioned earlier. A lot of the Finsock exchange I don't know a lot about. Well, that's I know I know the the first three. I know the locked players, and I know Brother Lomas because of his Smodown or his Smodown Facebook group audition tapes, and I know Taylor Robinson due to her connection to Jacob London. And from, again, from what it seemed like on Twitter. She's not a rookie, so I need to try to go back and try to find that match that she was in that that shows that she's not a rookie. I, I need to do more research. I honestly do. Okay, that's fine. Um, I kind of throw this on you. I just want to make sure that each week we highlight a different um, team, faction, because mm-hmm. I wanted to start with Finsock Exchange just because I did not give them enough credit. Next, we have brought Brother Lomas. He's a singles player. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, he's put himself out there, which is a good thing. I think he's done some really great promos. I think he'll do really well with promos this year. I don't know how good he is, but we'll see off of promos. All right, Rick Rice, he's also singles. Jeffrey Kahn, singles. Kim Taylor Foster, singles. And Taylor Robinson, IG. I'm excited to see what they do. We'll see what happens. I hope uh, I hope they do really well. I'm actually curious. Um, um, Taylor brought this up because I want to mention Taylor again. I'm going to give Taylor Robinson all the shouts that shout outs I can because she posted a comment on our very first video, and that meant a lot to me, and it probably meant a lot to you that oh, yeah. she took she took time out of her day to do that, and it was a pretty long message too. I'm going to say, but she came out saying that you can that we that we can guarantee that her and Jacob are going to be studying together. I wanted to bring that up because Jacob's on the on corruption. She's on the Finstock Exchange. I'm just curious if the managers, if Tom Dagnino and Shannon Barney are going to do something to try to stop that. I don't think so. I think you can study together but not give tactics. I think you can... Yeah. Because you, you've seen it with um, Andrako and uh, Zipper. They live together. So they've studied together. They help each other out. 
and you don't see drama there. Um, you've got Molly Damon and Alex Damon. They live together. They've helped each other out. There's been no problems there. I don't think a having two players be married together and on t different factions will be much of a problem. They're all adults. I mean, so they like to play. They like to play um, characters, but we're humans. We're adults here, so they can handle it. I'm not worried on that side of it. All right. I just wanted to throw that out there because Tom Dagnino and Shane Barney, as the managers, have not had a great history together. Character-wise. But the, I would say studying yeah. and character is separate. I think you can have players study together, but that doesn't mean the character side of it. They can... Play characters all day long, but at the end of the day, I still say uh, Shannon and uh, Tom don't hate each other. I think that's all character, and so they can study different ones. We'll see. We'll see how they do. Uh, you keep me honest on watching them because I'm really bad about losing track on different players. So yeah. let's go ahead and start talking about the matches. Yes, um, Christian Harloff this past week. Announced four different matches, two on that are going to be released on the same day, but the rest are going to be in line because he's mentioned how we were going to have how many matches per week? Four, four per week. Four per week. So here are the four that he announced for the week of March third to March fifth. First off, he announced Amaru Moses versus Jesse Swift for IG. That's going to be the first match. Of the new season, I believe. The first, outside of the Snowdown Throwdown, the first non-title or number one contendership match. That's just a straight-up match. Okay, thought you would have had a comment. Moving on. Uh, I'm, well, I'll make comments after you mention all these. All right. On March 4th, in the Star Wars division, we're going to be having Marie Wilson versus Sean Sullivan. On March 5th, in the singles division, Vinny Mancuso versus Marisol McKee. And finally, on March 5th, the pay-per-view event, Smowdown versus. It's the first one that we're getting. It will be Dan Merle versus Jeff Snyder. The winner will be the number one contender for their singles championship. So, those are the matches. Those are what we have to look forward to. Luke, go. All right. One, uh, the match that I want to start out with is the Maru Moses and Jesse Swift. I think that's a very important match because there's been a lot of talk about Imaru Moses, and a lot of people have been talking highly about him. And I like that's an inner geekdom because I think a lot of people have forgot about the inner geekdom this season because everybody's so focused on Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I, I'm excited to see Jesse Swift. Uh, Swift. Um, it was Jesse Swift. Jesse Swift is uh, Quirky Mercs. Yeah, so the March 3rd match is going to be Usual Suspects versus Quirky Mercs. Mm. Winner will get points. <laughs> That's all I can. I can't remember the point system in my brain. Um, I, I can't either. I, that's why next week we're going to talk more about the rulebook. I'd like to have an, yeah. an actual video set aside for just a rulebook just because it's very dense. It's like 17 what? pages long. Let's just say this. The rule book wasn't, was released. We have not had the chance to look at it. Next week, we will go more in-depth with the rule book. But we just wanted to announce today 
that it has been released for the $10 patrons. I, and I'll go ahead and shout out, get the $10 Patreon. It's a great value. I use it all the time. We don't get paid for saying any of this, but honestly, it's a great value. I've actually really enjoyed having it. So please get it. It's worth it. If you do not have it, go ahead and get it because it's worth the money. I've really enjoyed it. All right, next match is Maria Wilson versus Sean Sullivan. Usual sh- Star Wars. Versus- yep, Star Wars. So it's uh, uh, I, I said meant Sean Sullivan. I didn't say that as clear as I should have. Usual Suspects yeah. versus Corruption. How you feeling about that match? It's going to be a very interesting match for depending on if. Wait, hold on. Laura Kelly and Molly Damon, neither of them are with corruption. Never mind. Well, it is going to actually be a big match because Shannon Barney lost Laura Kelly to Swag. So it's her big Star Wars player now is not Laura Kelly. It's going to have to be Sean Sullivan or whoever else is in their Star Wars division, which I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Joseph Crimshaw. Joseph Scrimshaw. So, yeah, she has two of, in my opinion, the best and OG Star Wars players. So this is going to be a big match for Shannon because she lost Laura Kelly to Swag. It's also going to be a big match for Sam Levine because I don't think last season he had a Star Wars presence. No, he really didn't. I don't think he had... um, I actually... Let me double-check that, actually. Um... Because that's actual information I'd, I'd love to know if he actually had a um, Star Wars. It wasn't a major presence. I want to be shocked. I want to be shocked if he had a presence, like he had a Star Wars player, but it, but if he didn't have one that actually made an impact oh, on oh, Star Wars. Oh, Molly Damon. Oh, he had Molly? Yeah, he had Molly. Oh. What are we thinking? Well, then, he had one of the biggest presents in Star Wars. So, yeah. <laughs> How, how did we forget Molly? That's, oh well. All right. I'm not going to forget about her next week because next week is the big week that we're going to talk about. And we're going to tease that after the end of the show. But yeah, uh, that's going to be a major match for usual suspects and corruption. All right. This next match is the one I'm excited about. The Minnie <sighs> Mancuso versus Marisol McKee. Marisol has got to show herself. She is a great player. Look. But she's got to do well. They're both one and one. Someone's got to come out two and one. Someone's going to come out one and two. And also, continuing the faction rivalry from last season, it's Swag versus Corruption. Vinny's with Swag. Marisol's with Corruption. This is going to be... I don't know if Swag and Corruption's going to sort of squash their beef. And by squash their beef, I mean sort of put an end to their rivalry at the beginning of the season. But if this sort of restarts that rivalry, then I'm looking forward to seeing what this match is going to do. Because just just know this. If Vinny wins, he, Winston's going to hold it over Shannon for the rest of the season or the rest of the early season. If Corruption wins, Shannon's holding it over Winston. Well, it's not just and, that, though. Uh, if Marisol loses, it's not just about Vinny winning. If Marisol loses, that looks very bad on her and on Shannon because Shannon bent over backwards to get Marisol and no nothing against Vinny. Vinny is on the lower 
entries of players right now. I think he can get better. I think he's a good player. But Marisol is, to a lot of people, was the number one uh, pick for the draft this year. But Shannon saved her, basically, by making a deal with um, with the Den. Yeah. So, but it's Mar- also, if Marisol loses, it looks bad on Adam Collins as well, Ooh. her team partner. Oh, it's going to look awful. I mean, Maris- Marisol needs a win here more than Vinny does. Vinny ne- needs a win, but honestly, if he lost, I don't think it would be as heartbreaking for him. If Marisol loses, it's heartbreaking for her and Shannon because then Shannon's got to hear about it for the next month. I mean, just yeah. to the next and, time she plays. And we all remember what happened when... Shannon had another player who lost early on, and that was last season when Bonnie Somerville lost to Brett Sheridan. She dropped Shannon dropped Bonnie like a sack of potatoes. But that's a different kind of match, though. The Bonnie yeah. versus uh, versus uh, Brett was not. That's not the same type of match here. That was a fun match. It was goofy. She was hoping for points. She was hoping for easy points, actually. But this yeah. is a do-or-die match because Marisol needs this win to continue playing. Because how they've got it set up this year is if you don't win, if you don't continue to win, you don't play. It's just how it works. So if Marisol loses in this match, I'm guessing we don't see her again till April. At That's the earliest. As- um, but... Just to everyone out there, to everyone out there, we're not going to give our predictions for the these matches for any of these matches this week. We're going to be giving our predictions the week before this week happens because we don't want to we don't want to give our predictions early and not have anything to talk about when those matches get closer. We want to be able to save those for yes. when it happens. All right, the next match, that's uh, that's the last match to talk about, is the Dan Merle versus Jeff Snyder. That match will be... Pay-per-view a, match. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm excited for that match. Um, Jeff also, Snyder... Oh, go ahead. It's also the first one where it's going to be the Dungeon versus the Stars. And I'm not saying they haven't... The factions have never played against each other, but it's going to be the first time, I think, since the inner geekdom championship match with Kevin Smets that the dungeon have been in a very big match. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Because I can't remember, uh, was the Parker match before the Smets match or was it after? I think it was before because they had the tournament. Then they had Smets versus Chandru, and then it was a long time before. It was right after that match, we had to wait months for Chandru versus Chance yeah. for Smets. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure I could not remember. Um, how are you feeling about Dan this year? You think he's hungry? Or you think he's... He, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, he is... Hungry. He's like a lion right now. It would have been funny if he was in the den. He's like a lion right now. But 
Dan is hungry, but Jeff is hungry too. They're both hungry and one of them's gonna come out. Dan lost to Adam at Spectacular. Jeff lost to Adam at in the finals of the Schmodown, Ultimate Schmodown tournament. It could literally be either player because Roxy has been able to pull something out of Snyder that I don't even think Finsock or Tom Dagnino was able to pull out when they were connected with each other. And I don't know what Kaiser is going to be pulling out of Dan for this match. I just know that Dan wants to win and Snyder wants to win. And one of them is going to be coming out on top. Well, let me ask you this. Um, This is an interesting conversation with this. In managerial styles, who do you feel is a better manager? And I'm not. And here's the thing: they're both good. They're both really good. But if you were the player and you had a choice, if you were going to pick between playing for Kaiser or playing for Roxy, who would you play for? I think it all because I I want to say it depends on the the player because. If you look back at, again, if you look back at the Smodown Spectacular, they had Brittany Young versus Chris Jericho, and Roxy was managing Chris Jericho, and Kaiser was managing Brittany Young, and Brittany Young won. So Kaiser already has one up against Roxy in some cases. So I I don't know. It all de- I think it all depends on who is able to get that hungriness, which manager is able to get that hungriness out of their player more and who's able to get that player to take that hungriness and focus it. Yeah. Um, I think for me, um, I gotta say if I were in the Smodown and I don't ever plan on even trying to audition because I'm not good at trivia. I already admitted that. Um, but I would probably go with Roxy. I think Roxy gets a connection with her characters or her players a little bit more than Kaiser does. And don't get me wrong, I think Kaiser's a great manager. He's actually one of my favorites. I just think for my personality and the personality that they need with Roxy is someone who is going to dig you out of that hole that you put yourself in. When you start in your head getting down, She's going to be able to tell you, hey, you're you're screwing up here. Get your head in the game. Kaiser, to me, seems like your best friend, who is going to be your friend no matter what. He's going to be there for you no matter what. He's going to defend you no matter what. But sometimes he's not going to tell you what you need to hear in the moment you need to hear it. But here's the true question. Will Jeff Snyder be able to pick sexy numbers? Yeah. <laughs> you ask Roxy, yes. If you ask Kaiser, no. Sexy numbers from a sexy player. I uh, love that 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 sound uh, clip from the rundown. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I want to shout out the rundown. Rundown boys yeah. have been doing great recently. I've there. Uh, I can tell they've really up their quality of video um i i've really enjoyed the rundown i think it's become one of my favorite things to listen to during the week is there any schmodown group that you listen to more than others 
No, because I really don't. I don't know why I don't listen to a lot of Smackdown after shows because I don't want my brain to be skewed in any way. Because I know if I listen to a Smackdown after show, then I'm going to be thinking the way that after show is thinking for a while. And I'm not going to be able to get back to my own thought. So I try not to listen to the quote unquote competition. I I listen to a lot of them for different perspectives. I like I like understanding different perspectives. I like to get to know different players. I get to, because I w- that that's also one reason why I apologize at the beginning of the show about the Finstock Exchange, because I was able to listen to different perspectives and realizing in my own head I was a little bit too hard on them, and that's why I enjoy watching different shows. That's why I'll, I'll support other shows, because different perspectives from different people is always a good thing. That's why I I encourage anyone to. Go support other shows. I always watch Backstage Weekly. I really enjoy Ben Bateman's perspective. I really like Ben Bateman. Um, honestly, last season he was my favorite player. He's still probably one of my favorite players this year. Um, honestly, his um, just the way he's on, on the mic, I wish I was more that way on the mic. But Ben Bankman's really one of my favorite people to listen to, especially how he's able to interview different people for backstage and really get that analytical mind. Because I'm more logic-based in a lot of my thought process. So that's why I really like uh, Ben Bateman. I really like the rundown recently because I I like that the logic side of it, the numbers. Uh, Frankie numbers, to me, I love his, his thought process. But... Let's go ahead and uh, close out for today. We wanted to do a little bit of a shorter video. Um, well, just... we oh, well we can't forget about one thing. Okay. We can't forget about one thing because Christian also announced this week that each faction will have a captain. Okay. Uh, so you wanna go through the the factions real quick and see who who's going to be the who you think the captain will who, be. Who, yes. We can, I can say who I think, and you say who you think. We can, let's see, if we agree with each other, if we agree with each other, then we'll move on. If we don't, we'll have a discussion on why you think it's this person and why I think it's this person. Okay, let's start. Because I don't know how long. Oh, oh, it's funny. I also have them at the top of my list. I think, I think the den is going to be Mark Riley. I think Mark Riley is going to be the captain. Okay, I disagree with you, actually. Um, I think oh, ben who Goddard. do you think is gonna? Ben Goddard. He's got more of a rapport uh, with Kate. He's got much more rapport. He's on Sen continuously, so that gets their name out there a lot more. He's on all the shows. You got to keep your name out there, and if Ben is the captain, that means he can put a talk more. He can really talk up the den. Mark Riley has his own show that's not associated as much with the Schmodown. But Ben Goddard is on there all the time. So that's why I put him more. Okay. But Mark Riley has the experience. And when you want a captain, you want someone who's been through the ringer more times than most. And out of all the players on the den, Mark Riley has been through the ringer once, twice, three times. He understands what it's like to lose a title. He understands what it's like to win a title. He understands what it's like to get to the big game as some as to make a reference to what happened on Sunday. He understands all that. And I think the Den 
though Ben is would be a great choice because again Ben would get their name out there. I think for a captain, you need someone that be able to get people into the mindset of, hey, this is what it takes to need. This is what it takes to win and to get to a title. We need to get into that mindset, and this is how I can get you into that. I honestly feel like Mark Riley would be the best option as a captain for the fact for the Dan. Okay. Um, all right. Let's go to the next one because uh, we've got to move forward. All right. The quirky marks. You go first. All right. My thought process for captain. I have one I feel like it is, but one I would love for it to be. I think William Bibiani is the captain. He's got more experience. He's out there more. He helped write the rule book. I think it's just more obvious for him to go. But the player I would love to see the captain just because I'd love to see it more, Kevin Smith. Oh, man, that would be something. But your your knock against Mark Riley is sort of the knock against Kevin Smith. And we really don't need to get into an argument or a discussion about this because I also believe it's going to be William Bibiani. I believe he is the logical choice for captain of the Quirky Marks. Oh, yeah. All right, Dungeon, who are you thinking? I mean, I want to go Dan Merle, but I remember you and I had a discussion about this off-cam maybe – the day they announced cap, who the cap, or that there would be captains, and how you think it was going to be Ben Bateman, and just thinking and thinking and thinking about it, I I have to agree with you. It's got to be Ben Bateman. Ben, Ben, like Dan, knows the game, and he can, and he's gone through the ringer. He knows what it's like to win a title, and I just though Dan Merle is always the goat. I feel like you don't want Dan to be focused as the captain right now. You want to focus him as the player and you put Ben Bateman in that captain position who can help sort of lead the team down the strength narrow. So yeah, I think it's going to be Ben Bateman. Yeah, I agree. I think Ben's going to keep them. He's going to keep them more straight. I think Dan is way more focused on his career right now. He's focused on revenge He's focused on his YouTube channel right now. He's super busy with that. I mean, Ben is as well, but I think Dan's just starting out a little bit more than Ben is. Um, so I, I'll lean towards Ben. Also, he can put his name out there more as the captain. He's on all these shows. I mean, it just helps with names. This is all publicity. That's all these. this is, is publicity, getting your name out there. Um Ben can talk about the team more on backstage, so I'll go Ben Bateman. All right, stars, who you think? Right. The stars, uh, man, I have two choices. I have two things in mind, and I feel like one of them makes a little bit more sense than the other. But, again, like, this is – they're, like, even, but I'm only bringing one down a hair. I feel like the captain's going to be Mark Andrico because I think Mark is of, – of the stars and of the usual suspect. He's the one that seems the more level-headed. He seems like the one that's able to get everyone in line to what Roxy's vision is. I feel like Mark is the one that can connect himself with the players more. Whereas my other choice, Jeff Snyder, is more of just he's willing to smart off to people and he's going to just be 
Jeff Snyder of the Patriots and all that. He's going to be the Jeff Snyder we all know and most people love, but Mark Andreco is going to be the one that's like, hey, guys, you heard what Jeff said. This is what you really need to hear. I agree. I agree with that that perspective completely. To me, Andreco just feels more like a leader. Um, he's kinder, which I think sometimes Roxy needs that someone who's going to make her in a better light. I think sometimes people don't give her the credit that she deserves just because she has an edge to her. And Draco's just got that kindness, that um, personality to him where he can he can be the yin to Roxy's yang. So yeah. I'll go in and Draco. So next is the usual suspects. Who do you got, buddy? Usual suspects. Um, this one's a little bit harder, actually. I think this is probably the hardest one to pick. I'm going to lean towards Ethan Irwin, but I will say I won't be shocked if it's Liz Shannon Miller. Uh, see, that's that's where I disagree with you. I thought Ethan as a close second, but I didn't have Liz Shannon Miller anywhere near who I thought. I honestly think it's going to be Drew McWeeny because of the connection that Drew and Sam have as former team champions, like the above the line by themselves, like the team, that's the team, Sam and Drew, they are the ones that took down the Patriots. So I feel like Drew is going to be the captain, not just out of a nostalgia thing that Sam has towards Drew, but I think it's going to be because Sam knows Drew. Drew knows Sam. They're, again, they're more than just a team at this point. They're friends, and they know how each other works. So I just think Drew is going to be the captain mouthpiece of the usual suspects. Okay. Um, I agree. I'm not going to disagree fully with your perspective on that. All right, let's go with Finstock Exchange. I'll start. I think it's probably John Roca. He's been there longer. I've uh, got more experience. It's... It's pretty obvious. I think Barbarian is their trainer. I just think Roka is more of the mouthpiece. He's going to be able to be the heel. If Barbarian becomes the captain, I'm not going to be shocked, but it's going to be Roka. It's just my perspective. Yeah. Yeah, Roka was my first choice also. I feel like if they're going to – like the second pick for the captain in my, in my mind is the Barbarian, but Roka was always my – oh, the fence like a needs a captain Roka's on their team oh Roka's the captain there's no doubt in my mind again if they announce Barbarian based off of everything the all the PR stuff that Barbarian's been doing I wouldn't be surprised but at the same time Roka is Roka you need that experience and that with a team full of a lot of sort of newbie unknown players you need that experience to be the captain and you need that mouthpiece which John Rocca has a mouth, and he's a great mouthpiece. He's he's perfect for captain, in my opinion. All right, our next uh, next team to go over is Swag. I feel with Swag, I've got two. This one's a little bit harder because I've got two that it could go with. I lean towards Paul Yama. I just think Paul is probably more your leader, mm -hmm. your captain. But I wouldn't be. 
I wouldn't be fully surprised if they pick Chandru. I think it'd be a mistake to pick Chandru because his character work right now. Because Swag's kind of got to keep the character work and people liking them. And I think Chandru is going to get people to not like Swag. Swag is actually more of a, a cool team. He's got some really good players on it. I think Winston's a good guy. He's going to have that bromance with uh, Zipper this season. I just think Chandru, the less he's on the mic for for Swag, the better for the team. Just because I think he... And he needs to be on the mic as much as possible f before his match. But I don't think he needs to be on the mic for likability of Swag. So I'm going to go Paul Oyama. It was funny. I was also between Paul and Chandra. But then when you mentioned Zipper, you threw my brain out of whack. Because, as you said, the romance between Winston and Zipper and them being a former team... I think there's a potential for Zipper to be the captain. However, I'm not going to say he's going to be the captain. I do think ultimately it's going to be Paul Oyama. Oyama is, for Swag, it all depends on if you want to have your IG player as your captain or if you want your one of your best singles players as your captain. And I think you go for your, your best singles competitor, even though I'm mainly leaning towards IG for most of the stuff. I feel like you need your singles player as your captain in Paul Oyama. And I think that Paul is going to be an amazing mouthpiece and manager for them. And that's my opinion alone. So yeah, we agree. Okay. Corruption's the last team. You start. Go ahead. Who do you think? I, I mean, I feel like it's obvious. I feel like this is probably the one of the most obvious answers Though Collins is the single champion, though Chance fought for the Intergeekdom title last year, I feel like it needs to be Mike. Because if it's not Mike, then what's the point? And I don't mean to seem very negative when I say this. What's the point in corruption without Mike as your team captain? Because Mike really is the one that started all of corruption. Corruption exists because of Mike and Shannon. So I feel like Mike is straight up the captain you choose for corruption otherwise otherwise corruption is just a facsimile of what it was when it first started because when it first started it was mike and chance and shannon for by extension even though shannon wasn't an on-camera personality at the time when corruption started it was shannon mike and chance but mike was the one that truly started it all so it needs to be mike I will actually disagree with you. Um, the person I will pick is Chance Ellison. To me, as the years have gone on, Mike has gotten more excited about the game. But I don't think he's as excited about the character work as he used to be. I think Mike is, is grooming Chance to lead this team. Because I think Mike knows that he's only got a few seasons left. I think he knows that Chance is going to outlive him in this game. Chance is the Nightwing to his Batman. I think Chance, when he first started, he was his Robin. But Chance last season proved that he was Nightwing, not Batman, or not Robin. And so 
I see Chance leading the team because Mike wants to sh show the Schmodown community that Chance is not my not just a partner. He's not just second fiddle. He's one of the best players in the game to watch out for him. And if Mike does that, Mike can focus more on his gameplay, focus more on studying, and really sh prove to the whole Schmodown community that Chance is a leader and not just a follower. That's an interesting point of view. Again, I'm going to stick by Mike. You can stick by Chance. Continue the Batman analogy because I want to throw this at you. Mike is Batman, Chance is Nightwing, Adam Collins is Red Hood, and Marisol is Batgirl or Batwoman? Uh, I could do Marisol as... I would not do Batwoman. I would pick her as a... So Batgirl? Barbara Gordon, Batgirl? Eh, maybe a Batgirl. Yeah, probably a Batgirl. There we go. And so, yeah, that was that, ladies and gentlemen. I believe that's all the time we have for today. And that's all the information that really happened. Next week, we are going to be giving our predictions and going through a complete preview for the thro Snowdown Throwdown on February 19th, which will be Mark Knopic versus Chandru for the IG Championship. I'm sorry I didn't say Chandru's last name. I would mispronounce it. I am guaranteeing you that right now. It's also, Chandru Dondapani. Dondapani. Thank you. I believe that's the main event with the undercard being Molly Damon versus Laura Kelly for the number one contendership for the Star Wars Championship. Those are going to be two big matches that we're going to be talking about next week. Also, we're going to be talking about the Schmodown rulebook. If you disagreed with any of the stuff, that we talked about with the captains and our insights on the matches that we talked about. Put in the comments down below. If you agree with anything that we said, put in the comments down below. Be sure to give this video a like. Be sure, if, you're, if you want to keep up with all the videos that we're posting, subscribe to the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Mr. Eli Mac and on Instagram at Mr. Eli Mac. And you can follow Luke because I know what Luke Stutter's Twitter is. He doesn't. <laughs> he is ST16. The ST is capitalized. You can follow him on Twitter at LukeST16 because I can know people. And you can follow the Galaxy Geeks Twitter handle at GalaxyGeeks1. For Luke Stuttered, I have been Neil McKegg, and thank you for joining us in the Smowdown Galaxy. Thanks, everybody. And don't forget to leave a comment as well. Thank you all. Goodbye. <laughs>